Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us. We have two amazing women that are joining us today. These ladies are coming from Welcoming Dawn Midwifery, which is a wonderful healing space here in Arcata, California. Tracy and Olympia are California certified and licensed midwives. Their cumulative experience encompasses such things as holistic childbirth classes, health education, Reiki, outdoor nature preschool, hypnobirthing, cranial sacral, and a birthing yurt. I'm super excited to get into this. Hello, ladies. Welcome. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Thank you very much. So, Tracy, Olympia, you guys have a practice, which I'm very excited to dig into. It's called Welcoming Dawn Midwifery. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what you're doing there? Because we had a few minutes of a conversation prior to recording, and it sounds exciting. Very, very exciting. Yeah, so our practice is called Welcoming Dawn Midwifery, and we are a home birth practice, and we also do something really unique where we have a birth yurt located in Fieldbrook, California, so just 15 minutes from our, our town center where we have our office, and people can come from all over and have their babies there as well as have their babies at home and we'll we'll go around to wherever they're at and we offer prenatal care and we you know are there for the births we offer postpartum care and we also offer childbirth education classes we can do doula support we do placenta medicine and hypnobirthing as well holy moly are you serious that's a lot tracy yeah we love what we do (laughs) Okay, so each of you have your own specialties that you've brought to your practice, obviously. Tracy, can you tell me more about what you're certified in or what your passion is, and then we'll switch over? Sure. Yeah, so I I love doing home birth midwifery. Uh, I love working with couples and families and women and um, and children. And I am able to offer them uh, doula support, like I said, if somebody wanted or needed to be into the in the hospital. But I also do hypnobirthing sessions, which I can support and offer, as well as you know, being their midwife if they choose to go down that path. Wow, that is wonderful. And then Olympia, what is it that you are doing? What What are your specialties that you're bringing to Welcome Dawn? Yeah, thank you. My um, my background is a licensed midwife. And so we carry all of the medical knowledge that a midwife can offer within our home birth practice. But additionally, um, one of my loves has been education. And that is one of the paths that brought me to midwifery care in my hope to educate the whole family from birth and pre-birth, which I offer childbirth education classes all the way to where I'm, what I'm starting now is different sexuality classes and health education for younger youth to older adolescent. 
Wow. Oh my gosh. So you guys make like the perfect team. You have so much to offer our community. And I'm so grateful for this interview in particularly because I have yet to find an outlet for all of the the women in my practice. And so I'm very excited to know about all these little pieces. Now, Tracy, you mentioned hypnobirthing. Is that what you said? What is that? I mean, I can imagine... But can you be very clear with me (laughs) and with the audience? So about 15 years ago, I studied with a woman named Lori Dorman, and she does a hip birth program, and it really is deep relaxation. And what I love about it is it helps fears come up for different women in pregnancy that we can look at and address and just clear the space for their labor ahead. And so I, I feel like most people get something beneficial out of it, whether it's some tools that will help them in labor or just thinking about and visualizing the birth that they're hoping to call in and then surrendering in that moment to whatever is in front of them. That is so powerful. Here's a side question. Do you do any kind of, and I don't know if it would be called hypnobirthing, but like sessions for women who are just completely afraid of birth all all together, who are not even pregnant, that are just have this huge fear? Do you do something like that? Because if not, maybe you should. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, but I would be open to it. Okay, let's talk about that. (laughs) Because... Because I imagine for women, not all women, but for some women that they have a huge fear around even pregnancy, um, more or less birthing. So, um, you know, that may be a market that needs to be tapped into just for the healing purposes mm-hmm. of really healing women's trauma around that. But Definitely. A lot, there's a lot of people out there that are afraid that they may not be the best mother or, you know, have trauma in their past. And so looking at that and doing the work does open up space to be able to welcome in a baby if, if a family is choosing or a, a woman is choosing. And I also do cranial sacral therapy at oh, the same time, sacral. sometimes with the hypnobirthing. And so that is a great way to really tap into, you know, the central nervous system and feeling their cranial sacral rhythm and finding anything that can help balance and restore their body and help them feel calm and, you know, healthier in that way as well. I'm a huge advocate for cranial sacral. I've had it done for, oh my gosh, I don't know, 20 years or something. And the first time I experienced it, it was incredible. I felt as if I was going through some type of shamanic journey that I was leading myself on and someone was just assisting. It was incredible. So, you know, just there's a lot to be said there. It's a lot of, you know, really unwinding. And and I have a lot of admiration for those people who choose to go into that practice and really study and learn and hold space. And what brought me into that was working with babies because babies were doing cranial sacral therapy with babies. They are right there. They've arrived into this world and they are open and it just takes minutes, but it can make a huge difference for their their journey and the years to come. Absolutely. I had a client who was a very young baby and the mother was having lots of experience with the child taking her to different physicians and practitioners and couldn't figure out what was going on. And I suggested CBD oil and cranial sacral therapy. And sure enough, the seizures, the nervousness Mm -hmm. disorder, like those kind of activities ceased. And she's been fine ever since. And so there is such a big benefit. And so what you're doing, the cranial sacral is not just for, you know, newborns, it can be for a little bit later. And so you're really covering a huge spectrum. Olympia, Talk to me a little bit more about some of the education things that you're doing or that you have been creating because it sounds exciting and, you know, not just physically doing, but like also creating this education for other people to take. I mean, it's valuable, extremely Mm -hmm. valuable. Yeah. You know, I walked into midwifery being attracted not only to the care of women, which is a big part of my background of working with young women as they go through adolescence, and then being very um, interested and very drawn to working with the whole family. And so that's where my 
aspect of teaching comes in and that I call it holistic childbirth education classes, not just holistic, meaning maybe some of the care and nutrition and qualities of healthcare that you offer, but also whole as in the whole family. Um, I like that. it apart. Yeah. And so I really encourage partners to come or if there's not a partner, a doula or support person. And I really lay out information so that they can feel empowered to make their own conscious decisions. And then a little bit of my care also comes into processing work and clearing that path, like Tracy mentioned. And so that may look like sort of addressing some of the tigers that come up for us, some of those fears that maybe people had prior to being pregnant. People maybe have acquired when they were young and they heard a story about pregnancy or they witnessed maybe their mother giving birth or a cousin or whatnot. And we hold that in our bodies and it can affect us. It does not affect everybody. (laughs) Some people are very easily able to let things go. But for us as midwives, we have witnessed people walking and whether their intention is a beautiful, like holistic, loving, quiet, gentle birth, that there might be a story that they haven't quite addressed or maybe they hadn't had the opportunity to just look at and say hello to and maybe think about and decide how what would happen if I went through that story, if I addressed something that was really hard, but if I said, I can get through this, what are my tools? Who can I look to as resources? What role would my partner have if something happened to me or, you know, in that did that I wasn't hoping or planning for? So I sort of look deeply into that with these couples in the room. And it's such a beautiful process because everyone is supporting each other and um, feeling very empowered to just be the most beautiful parents that they can. And so that's my childbirth education class (laughs) Um, in a little nutshell. That's my hope. And um, it's just really sweet to just slow down allow those people to slow down and we all slow down together before the big journey of becoming parents really happens through that birth and so that's often something that people would do in maybe the second or third trimester and I am actually just now starting on my another step of my education journey which is offering some sexual education to youth once again Um, it's been a big calling for me and with many things going on in the world over and over around the safety or health of this culture, I feel very called to bring that opportunity of healing and and safety and education to this community. Yeah. So, wow. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. I'm very excited for you. Where do you see yourself working with the youth? Are you going into the schools? Are you having programs? What do you see yourself doing at that point? Yeah, well, I'm starting, I'm going to be working with Our Whole Lives, which is a Unitarian Fellowship program of health education, which actually goes from kindergarten all the way through adulthood. (laughs) There's different programs, and I'm getting trained this summer, and I'm going to be participating here locally. And then our hope is maybe to be bringing that to the larger just public and offering that maybe creating a little foundation that offers a health education and maybe would then interact in schools or private groups or have a little bit more flexibility and outreach. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Please let me know. I will. Yeah. Because I want to help out in in whatever way, whether that be donating or communicating or educating, I would love to be a part of that. That's also a passion of mine. So thank you for that. Harun, do you have something to say? Okay, so Olympia has brought her absolutely gorgeous three-year-old. Three and a half-year-old. Three and a half. I'm so sorry. <laughs> His name is Harun, and he has been playing and silently singing. He was singing a song while you were talking. He's been enjoying singing songs, <laughs> yes. Oh He's a doll. And so if you hear anything, listeners, it's probably Harun playing with his Legos. And he doesn't want to say anything now that I'm putting all the attention onto him. He is the cutest thing in the world. So now that we kind of know what it is that you're actually doing in your business and your practice, tell me how you got here. We'll start with you, Olympia. Yeah, thank you. I started my process, like I mentioned, by working with young women and as they emerged into puberty, which is really the beginning of where we all begin to become mothers (laughs) through the health education thought that those eggs then start to ripen in our ovaries and then we can be we can be bearers of fruit so to speak and what a tumultuous time period in our lives and so I have always been attracted to being outside that is where I find grounding and solace and um, big gratitude and so 
that is where I started working with young women. I would take them backpacking. I worked at summer camps and I just created a really nourishing environment to, to discuss body. And I found my way to talking with midwives about what they did. I was curious. I was wondering, what is this time in our lives like? And what, how do you offer support? And what is your role? And I found myself more and more interested to learn about that. And I found my way to an apprenticeship in Vermont where I studied with a granny midwife, which is a, a very old style of education and midwifery care still offers that as a background for a lot of midwives, apprenticeship wow. model of care. And I feel very honored to have had an apprenticeship for two years and really witnessed and walked the walk. And then after that, I went to a clinical residency down in El Paso, Texas. And then I found my way back to my childhood area of Humboldt County. This is where I grew up. Oh, wow. And I'm both licensed nationally and in California. Okay, wow. Thank you for sharing. Um, and Tracy, tell me about your story. How did you come to be? Yeah, so I, when I graduated college, I was living in Berkeley and studying to take an exam to become an elementary teacher. That nice. was what I wanted to do, and I loved working with children. And I was sitting at a local coffee shop, and it closed, and we were getting ready to leave, and someone had left a book on a booth. And I saw this book titled Midwives, and I just felt like <gasps> I needed to read this book. And I yeah. took it with me and kept it for a, a little while. Uh, my husband and I got married, and we took off to Yellowstone National Park, where we lived and worked in the park for a summer before we were going to start our teaching careers. And while I was in Yellowstone, I read this book and I just saw my whole world open. I had no idea. Here I was finishing college and I had no idea that that was an option to birth your baby with a midwife in your home and in a loving and gentle way. And I started reading everything I could find on the subject, searching out books about midwives and birth in general, and thinking it was all about us having our own baby and how I wanted to do it for our family. And a year later, I did have my first baby at home with two midwives. And it was a beautiful, profound experience. And moments after the birth, I knew this was my calling, that this is the work I'm supposed to be doing. And I said, it may take me 10 years, but this is what I will be doing. And it did. It took it's me 10, 10 years. years. I became a childbirth educator. I became a doula. I was going getting into anything birth related I could. I started assisting a midwife in LA County and um, going all over the place and then went on to have my second baby at home. And after she turned two years old, I was ready to start midwifery school. And I did similarly to Olympia. I also did an apprenticeship with two midwives in Studio City who ran a home birth practice. And for years, I worked with them and learned from them. And I finished my apprenticeship experience by going off to Bali, Indonesia, and working with a midwife out there at a high-volume birth clinic where they offered free birth for the entire island oh of Bali. Gosh. And I got to see so many births and have so many experiences and, and also see more high-risk births because living in Southern California or even Northern California, we often work with very healthy, conscious families. And so I, I was working with women who were eating white rice as their diet and seeing a lot of hemorrhages and getting a lot of experience in my hands. And I came back from there and I got licensed to to be a midwife with the California Medical Board and went on to have my next baby. So I had my third baby at home. The midwife didn't make it. So my nine-year-old <gasps> caught the baby with me and Are you my husband serious? and my other daughter running around during the birth. And it was another beautiful experience. And I took some time off to be with him and we moved to Humboldt County. And that's how we came wow. up here. We came up here to slow down. We came up here to be present with our children and to do what we love to do in a, a much slower paced environment, um, surrounded by nature and beauty and a great community. And you have found it all here. That is, oh, yeah. That's Humboldt yeah, County. Yeah, yeah. This was always our 
favorite place to go. It was always our vacation escape place. And we said, let's go and live there and be there. And we'll vacation back down to Southern California to see family. Well, thank you both for being here because you offer so much to our community. We're so grateful to have you. Tracy, you mentioned several things that really caught me that I wanted to tune in with just a little bit. The first thing is the Bali Birthing Center. That sounds absolutely amazing. Question one, let's give a shout out to them. Can you tell me who that is? Yeah, so it's called Bumi Sahat. And Robin Lim is the founder. There is so many amazing uh, midwives, they call them bidons there. And years ago, they were up for a CNN Hero Award and won. Oh my um, gosh. And they have been able to now create this really beautiful, amazing, bigger space because they offer free birth, free healthcare to the entire island, but there's also people who do come from all over the world to come there and have their babies as well. And one of the most unique things about this place was when I got there, I just loved they had so many things to offer from an acupuncture clinic on site where acupuncture was a part of fertility and birth and postpartum care or, you know, for partners if they needed it. And they offer yoga and they have herbs and homeopathy and you know, one of my jobs as a student being there was to go pick flowers before the birth so we could fill the water birth tub with flowers. And oh. it was beautiful and calm. And we closed the birth sometimes with a, a really beautiful ceremony that Robin Lim had begun of burning the cord instead of cutting the cord. So normally in our culture, we get a pair of scissors after the birth and the partner or father cuts the cord and we snap a quick picture and it sort of welcomes the baby in. And another way that we do it, that Olympia and I do it, is we brought this back to our own practice where we have a little burn box and we have two beeswax candles that we hand dip around solstice and we burn the cord together. So the partner may hold a candle and another support person or one of the midwives and we'll sometimes sing or we'll make wishes for the baby. It takes about 10 minutes. So it's a really beautiful outbreath to the birth where you had this big experience and you know so much was happening and you get to just pause and sit and look at your baby and burn this cord. And there's nothing more sacred than fire to slow everybody down and watch the candle flicker and you know hear little pops as the cord is is burning and there's no smell which is lovely and it cauterizes the cord so by the time it separates everything is done and you wind the cord up into a little you know kind of circle around the baby and it dries up and falls off the same way it would if it was cut and clamped so Wow, that sounds amazing. I've never heard of burning the cord. Wow, that's really cool. Thank you for that. Um, I also wanted to ask, well, two things came up. Every time I, you say something, I have questions around it. Is there something that either one of you know of that's here in Humboldt County that's like a free clinic like this Bali clinic? Maybe it's not just the free birthing center, but it's a free clinic that all healers can come and donate just a few hours of their time. I mean, does anyone know if that's happening yet? All that I've heard of is the ISIS Center offering by donation healing nights or healing afternoons. For Reiki. That's for Reiki. Reiki right? Or maybe mixed healers. But yes, okay. hands on, maybe a little more esoteric. <laughs> and yes, that's all I know of. It would be so point. nice to have. Oh, did you have something? Uh, Christina America offers an open door who we share an office with her. She's an acupuncturist and used to be a midwife. And she and Marja Locke offer an open door for children and therefore also for pregnant women. And is that and a free they clinic do, that they do? Uh, it's by donation. Okay. You know, whatever you can give, if you can give. And it's first come, first serve once a week. And they've been doing it for years. And they offer sound healing, acupuncture, flower essences, herbs, Chinese herbs 
becomes just a whole, you know. And that's for children under what age? Any age. Any age. Like we're talking like 12 and under probably or 15 Mm, and under. Yeah. Wow, that's wonderful. And then the Community Healing Arts Center next to the co-op, they also offer a lot of free healing arts days as well from time to time. And we have a lot in our community, I feel like. And as well, Olympia and I, we have done births where, you know, we meet different people. We'll do trade if people need to trade. We will make it work. If somebody feels a strong connection to us, we find a way to make that work because if they really want to have their baby at home and, you know, we can support them in that, we'll do our best to try to make it work that way. Most of the people here in Humboldt, in our experience, are on Medi-Cal and therefore going to the hospital is a free experience. And there are some midwives now that are delivering at Mad River Hospital as well as St. Joe's. So that can be an an option for people as well. I'm so glad I asked this question because it's really opening up a lot. I know that my office, I've offered for years and years um, a holistic day that's a sliding scale fee for you know people that can't afford it that are already patients of mine because I've already built something with them and then they can come in for you know 30 minutes and I can like real quickly um, and then I offer like month programs for people as well. But it would be really nice and not that you guys have you know nothing to do because you're very busy. You're also a mother of three, Tracy, and a mother of two, Olympia. But you know we should not just the three of us, but as a community, we should start creating a free clinic like this Bali clinic and if we could just get you know different practitioners or healers to donate a few hours of their time per week we have so many healers here we could all do that Mm -hmm. two hours you know just they could schedule in two hours someday and then someone to kind of run that program and have it as an open clinic for people I think that would be amazing so let's just project that out into the Humboldt County universe. Um, (laughs) And then we could also have backers as far as people, you know, who want to donate gifters or whatnot. I think that that would be really helpful. And luckily, a lot of patients do, or people who need services do have a great California type of insurance. We're so grateful for having that. And there's a lot of gratitude around, you know, allopathic medicine, spiritual medicine, physical medicine, emotional medicine. And I, we know enough people, I think, collaboratively that we could really get on board with having a healer in every department being there at some point in time. So let's think about that. Yeah, true what do you holistic think? medicine. What do you think? Okay. Cool, cool. So now that I am super excited about doing this project, hopefully we'll start gravitating more and more people who are excited about that project. It is time in our show to take just a short little break. We're going to play with Haroon and we're going to go get some water and do our things, maybe spray around some rose water. But we're going to give a little shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much, of course, and I think that you will too. The original Paraglow and Paraglow Green are medicinal herbal compresses based on a traditional Swiss formula to promote healing in the first weeks after giving birth. During the amazing miracle of birth, the mother and child perform many physical marvels. The muscles that form the perineum in the pelvic floor are both strong and extremely elastic and must be so in order to allow the women to give birth. When the perineum is strong, the organs remain firm and healthy. When the perineum is weak, the organs lose cohesiveness. The herbal compresses help relieve any soreness or swelling. They promote the healing of the perineum, including any small tears or incisions closed with stitches postpartum inside or out. The compresses can be applied hot or cold to the perineum and surrounding tissues. For more information, check out paraglow.info. They can be found at Moonrise Herbs, Wild Berries, or Chautauqua. For a full list of other locations, visit our website. Paraglow makes your perineum glow. 
Thank you so much. I am really excited for this next part of our podcast. While the listeners were taking a quick break, we doused ourselves in rose water and had these wonderful conversations about just how to take good care of ourselves with like nice smelling oils. And I'm wondering, question for you guys, what is something that you do on a daily basis? It's kind of like your ritual, you know, your self-care ritual. And if one of you want to take it, I guess, Tracy, if you want to take that question, what is yours? Because you're a mother of three. Yeah. You do a million things. You're also co-owner. Is it co-owner of Welcoming Dawn? Do you mm-hmm. guys kind of share that title? Um, so what is it that you are doing? Yeah. So like you said, <laughs> I am busy. I have three kids and we have our midwife practice. And I also run an outdoor nature preschool out of what? the birth yurt on our land. So my days are full. Um, we have five acres and animals and a big garden. So my day-to-day work is a lot of chores on our homestead and taking care of my children. We try to do family dinner the best we can. I have my oldest is in high school now, so it's a little more challenging, but that's important. And bedtime routine for the kids. And then I like to go down to the couch and have a fire most of the year and um, eat some dark chocolate (laughs) and talk with my husband and just take time to reflect on the day because our days are busy. And um, so it's nice to have a pause and out breath. Yeah, yeah. So yours sounds very functional. It seems like you have one thing after another. Are there particular self-care rituals that you just take for yourself besides the chocolating, which by the way, I love that because <laughs> yeah. I do it on a pretty regular, like once an hour basis. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is not a joke. Um, so what are your other things that's just, yeah. just you, just you? Honestly, it comes in moments. Okay. So it's going yeah. from, you know, from my home to town those car rides through the redwood trees, um, I take it in and I, you know, turn off the radio and I sit in silence. And those little moments through the day are my self-care moments. And I also love to once in a while treat myself to a craniosacral therapy session or um, sometimes a massage because I do a lot of trade with our work. Sometimes I'll trade with a massage therapist or a healer of some sort. And so it's really nice that I'm able to get some self-care and then give them beautiful midwifery care. So taking the moment, even if it's just a couple moments, right, to really breathe and center and ground yourself, important piece. So thank you, Tracy, for sharing that. So Now that we've kind of focused on a few different things, I want to talk to both of you about other things that you are doing. And if you have any tips or or helpful pieces for women prior to birthing, during birth and after birth, and I'm talking about more of the physical aspects, like I'm a huge promoter of yoni eggs, vaginal steaming, you know, really building the pelvic floor, all of these things. And many of the times that's prior to birth, maybe after birth, or even in a woman who is not birthing at all. And so what are some tips that you're using or can you expand on any of those topics? Either one of you. Olympia? Sure. Yeah. There is just so much that we can be choosing to do each day that can have an effect. And each choice that we make can have an effect on our health and maybe on our illness. And so we really hope that each person can just be inspired to move towards something that will help them get to know themselves better, can help them get to know their body better and and boost both immunity and health and fertility prior to conceiving. So many of those can look, can appear um, as simple as going for walks. It's very proven that walking on uneven ground on these beautiful hills that we have, the redwood forest right behind us, um, shifting your hips and stepping, whether you're walking upstairs or downstairs, or whether it's just in your office building or your house, taking those pauses, maybe taking a few lunges. It's like giving yourself a chiropractic adjustment. It is strengthening the bowl that holds up your pelvis and all of your organs and prepares you for that stretching that takes place and that healthy um, response that we hope each body has to the changes that take place in pregnancy. So that's one simple thing that one can do. I love um, it. Yes, there are yoni eggs, which are really powerful, and I'll, I'll let Tracy answer those as well. But if one just wants one simple activity, <laughs> that might be one option. And we 
say, try for what you can do first and then push it. So try if, if all you can do is two days a week, start there and then try three and then try four. Don't set yourself up to fail because that might be more detrimental to your inspiration <laughs> than, than not. Um, each little bit counts. Health also is a basis, our body, food, nutrition. That's a big core of midwifery care. And so in preconception care, we really honor the fats. We honor all of these amazing oils that we can find, whether you are vegan or vegetarian or omnivore. There are so many options. Of course, if you're an omnivore, it's a little more simpler in the idea that the omega-3, 6, 9s, um, the DHAs, the fatty acids, all those are so crucial for both brain development and for fertility. We are women and we need those stores in our body and we want to be able to process all our toxins really well and let it swiftly move out of our body. So finding good oils. There are some great supplements out there. Um, we are big advocates of cod liver oil, um, a good clean source and fermented if possible is a great option. There are great from avocados to coconut oil, um, supplementing that into your diet. And of course, if you can go nutritionally just to food and not have to take supplements, then that is wonderful. And we value that above all else. The third that I like to talk about, which also moves into sort of educational stuff that we offer through pregnancy is processing, listening to your body, listening to your thoughts, not pushing them away. And so whether that looks like a worry journal for you or a partner journal where you might have a journal at home where you write little notes to your partner, um, husband, partner, whatnot. Um, these are thoughts that I have or these are concerns that I might have about you know carrying a child or being a vital human being. And then you kind of write back and forth in the journal and share your thoughts that way. Or just simply journaling as things come up. So not banishing them or saying, I'll, I'll do therapy in a few years. <laughs> but to approach that now, to be honoring yourself, to acknowledge that I can move through something swiftly and gracefully. And um, this can have a nice effect on being a family. I like all of those things. Thank you so much. We had kind of communicated a little bit about your birthing year. You just said something, but Tracy, would you want to expand on the yoni eggs, the the birthing year, what you're doing there? And you had mentioned during the break something about binding. What is, what, did you say binding? Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you mention all these things? Because I really sure. want to get deeply into that and also a few of the other things and I'll yeah. remind you of what we talked about. But yeah, tell me what you want to tell me. One of the things that we do sometimes in pregnancy is we use a rebozo, which is a Mexican shawl, and we'll use it sometimes to help shift up the baby's position, or we'll use it to help loosen some muscles um, so that the baby then can shift up its position in there and or relieve back pain or hip pain or whatever is going on. And it's an old traditional thing that has been used for, for ages. And so it's a really nice thing that we'll do with... Um, a long cloth. And sometimes we'll talk about after a baby's born, binding the belly. And it's really easy to find online a simple way to do that. But really holding in those muscles, you know, your abdominal muscles are all spread out when your baby is coming into the world, they're wide open. And so we want to help bring those back together. So we really remind our clients not to do sit-ups right away after you have a baby. You don't want to be building those muscles until they have come back together. So binding is a great way to do wow, it. Wow, I um, love that. Like a corset or something? But yes, not a corset. very similar. The idea. Yes, oh, exactly. I've never heard of binding. And it's very simple. You can do it at home with something you have around the house as well. And then we did a workshop in the birth yurt, how to use a yoni egg. And it was a big group of women that came all different ages. And Monica Ballard led it. And it was lovely. It was a lot about self-care, about understanding, you know, how our body works. And, you know, a really safe environment to sort of explore, like, how would you do this? And when would you do this? And everybody left with an egg and with an idea of what they want to do and how and and it was it was wonderful. Um, the yoni egg can be a great tool for building up the, that pelvic floor, especially after a, a harder birth or um, any birth in general. But it, it's also wonderful to just tone those muscles. It can help with orgasm, help with incontinence, um, in the same way that we talk about as midwives doing Kegel exercises or walking on uneven ground. It's another way to really tone those muscles. 
the birth yard has been an amazing space to be able to have prenatal appointments and beautiful births and postpartum care, but it has also been a place where people have come together for blessing waves in order to bless the mother and couple or family that is about to have a baby. And we've had workshops of all sorts in this space. Um, We've had women come and find out that, you know, there's no heartbeat there for their baby. And so it's been a place of tears. It's been a place of joy. And there's children that are going to school there on a day-to-day basis who are under the Waldorf philosophy, but you know, that's mostly an outdoor nature school. So there's children present. And oftentimes if we're in there, even for a birth, sometimes we'll hear a flute in the forest and children playing, and that can be an inspiration for a birthing family that one day, you know, their, their little baby's going to be a little kid running around and playing in the forest. So it can be really sweet in that way. That sounds so wonderful. I really am thinking, I'm visualizing all that you're saying, and I'm really wishing that we would have taken the opportunity to do a field trip today to come visit you, but maybe you'll allow us to come visit you anyways, because I would love to see all of that. That just sounds super magical. You were talking about mother roast. Did we talk about that at all? Or do you want to share what that is to our listeners? Yeah, that's, it's a wonderful tradition. And it comes and I bear in mind, I'm not a Chinese medicine practitioner. So I will share with you my, my understanding and my own personal experience and my midwifery perspective. Um, Mother roasting, lovely name, right? It (laughs) sounds interesting. Roasting, right? I suppose it could have many implications, but I imagine heating and cooking. And mother roasting is a terminology that is reflecting and supporting the shift of energies that happen after birth. So as we are approaching birth, we are opening a portal and we're opening meridians to let out an energy, let out a soul into this world. And we push that soul out. So we're ready for all of that shift of energies to happen. We've been sustaining health. We've been feeding this baby through a placenta, through all the nutrition that goes into our mother's mouth. That's how that baby is fed and grown. And so there's a shift that has to take place for all of those um, meridians and energies in a a woman's body to start preparing to let that go. And so um, there's a lot of downward energy. There's a lot of shifting in the mother's body to release that baby. And so from 37 weeks to 42, two weeks a baby is healthy their lungs are mature and so they will be born within usually that five week spectrum and so after birth what is a mother to do she no longer is holding that baby inside of her she doesn't have that placenta any longer and so those portals need to close up we need to really draw in that energy we need to boost the woman's own fire again we need that energy to support our family and our own health so The binding is one form of doing that, not only just physically binding and and kind of compressing our abdominal area, but then there's also the heating element. So mother roasting is using needles as well as sticks of moxa sticks, which are a form of mugwort and placed in certain areas that help the woman's body pull upward again. So closing the portals, the downward energy, you might visualize if you're thinking over the over the brain waves of the radio, you might um, imagine that your abdominal and your pelvic cavity is sort of has a nice pillow that's stopping all of the energy from going down any longer. I see. And I was so thinking it's a really like heating uh, element. Yeah, and like it putting feels a woman very into good. a sauna or something. I was thinking like yes. something like that. And so if you look and if you have an interest, you can research all across the world. There's all these amazing traditions. And so, yes, there is a tradition of sauna use a lot in just south of the border from us um, and probably within the United States as well in indigenous cultures. Sweating for a woman after birth, releasing those extra toxins that they don't need is really important. Harun is having his lunch. He is the cutest thing. He just opened up his little fries, set them there. He's so precious. We have to have, can we get pictures of you guys for the? Sure. Wonderful. So if you're listening and you want to see these pictures, you can go over to the Instagram or the Facebook pages because 
they're all such dolls. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, I think that was all of those little questions. You had talked about herbs that you've used. And so let's quickly touch on that really quick. Oh, sure. Anybody? Anyone? We love herbs. I bet. Nettle, I bet. oat straw, red raspberry leaf. Um, although hold off on the red raspberry leaf if you have any signs or feelings or sensations of miscarriage potential. It is a contraindication in the first trimester, if that is your case, but it is so nutritive. Um, so we said nettle, oat straw. Skull cap, it's great for sleep to help in the end of pregnancy especially. And our apprentice right now is Audrey Reese. She owns Rooted Moon Medicinals, and she has a whole herbal line that is lovely and great for pregnancy and for babies to help with colic or help again with calming or sleep and whatever is needed. Well, we're getting a lot of names that we can expand on for this podcast. So thank you for doing that because now we can do some research and have these other guests on or find out what they're doing in our community. Love you guys for that. Thank you. And just to add on, herbs are a wonderful resource. Teas, Mm -hmm. gentle, effective. You can make a sun tea. You can put the dry herbs in a jar, put water in it and put it in the sun. Put it on your win, you know, right at night by your window. It could be that simple. And you strain it out and sip it throughout the day. The roots often need to be boiled a little bit more. Um, but many, many herbs are safe and effective and can be a nice addition to prenatal vitamins. Mm-hmm. And so women can reach out to you asking pre, you know, in the center or post, right? And also men who are wanting mm-hmm. to support their, you know, their women, mm-hmm. they can reach out to you to get some information on those Absolutely. kind of things, right? I okay. think one of the things that Olympia and I love to do is give resources to families and to women so that they can go out in the community and get supported because we don't know everything or we're not the experts in all these different fields, but there is so much that we can get from the people around us and so I love that like to source them out yeah absolutely so now that we are kind of at the end of our show I want to ask you if and we'll let Olympia you can do this one if you want and Harun if you want to do it you want to share you want to join in okay so he's going to join in too if we were to create a superhuman which both of you have been doing you have three Tracy you have two Olympia you're creating these superhumans but if we were to help the listener become a superhuman what would just a few things that you would suggest for them to do or mothers who want to create superhuman children what <laughs> were just a couple things that's a great question and it's wonderful I'm sure every single person that we might pass on the street might have different different responses sure. and I encourage people to actually ask this question of themselves after this interview uh, for myself I can start in the end of the day a bath put some Epsom salt in great for um, releasing toxins put some lavender oil in light a candle and turn off the light and then just breathe and soak I find that to be really rejuvenating and wonderful for sore muscles great for the nervous system so we have so many stresses in this world and that's a wonderful way for us to for our nervous system to process those stresses whether or not you're preparing for a new life And another one that I uh, highly encourage, and this can be done really anywhere, is finding a sit spot. So it means you're sitting down. Maybe it's in nature. Maybe it's in your backyard. Maybe it's in a special spot at home. I encourage outside in nature is my go-to. And just sitting in that place each day, each week, one time, and observing. Not speaking, not listening to your music, not listening to a podcast, (laughs) but just watching and observing. You might see flies, you might see flowers blooming, you might see a little bug crawling, but you might also notice your own body responses. You might feel your weight sit on the ground a little deeper. You might feel a little tingling as you release some stresses. You might be inspired. You might have an idea for some project. And I find that as a a sweet way to get to know your place that you live and to also get to know your own inner wealth. Those are my two. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. So we're at the end of our show and I really don't want it to be the end because you guys are awesome. You can just stay here with me all day if you'd like. But we are going to choose 
a tarot card, and this is from the Wisdom for Healing cards. And what I ask the guests to do is just find a card that resonates with you. And you can do that just by visually looking at the appearance or energetically scanning. And you can both do it. You can have your own, each one of you, or you can do it together. I don't know how that's going to happen, but you could do it together. You choose. You're women. You run a business. You're moms. You can figure it out. Um, There's this. And while you're doing that, I'm going to bang my little singing bowl. (laughs) And that's that. So have you decided to do one together? Wonderful. All right. Okay, so Tracy, it looks like you have it on your, in your hand. So if you want to describe it to us. So I'm looking at a picture of a woman who's sitting on a rock with her legs crossed and her arms folded across her lap. And there's balls of color coming that she's holding and coming down towards her or up away from her. And it says at the top, reclaim your power. Can you read the the lesson for today? So today's lesson, note one reason why you give away power in your everyday life and then ask yourself if that situation is worth losing your peace of mind over. Your goal to reclaim your power in a positive and mindful way. Tracy, how do you feel like that resonates with what we've been sharing today mm-hmm. for all the listeners? I think I feel like it's perfect. I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about. When what we do, what Olympia and I do is work with families, you know, choosing how they want to birth their baby, choosing every step along the way of pregnancy of what whether they want to do an, a test or not, or how they want to bring their baby into the world. Do they want the partner to catch? Do they want to, you know, look at a mirror, reach down and bring their baby out onto their chest and hold that space for an hour after with nobody talking? Whatever that is, They can choose to do that by working with midwives and having a home birth if that feels right to them. But sometimes by giving up your power or just going with the flow or going to the hospital, you don't know who will be by your side. You don't know what the moods will be of the people who are there along your side on the biggest journey of your life. So you have an opportunity to reclaim your power and choose how you want to birth this baby, which is one thing that will make a difference for the rest of that baby's life and your life. Very well said. And you women are amazing. I really thank you for being here today and for supporting the men and the women of our community. I mean, we're really, really lucky to have you both. We really, truly are. So Olympia, can you tell us about if someone were to want to reach out to the Welcoming Dawn community, like this little community that you're creating, can you tell us any type of social media or web pages, anything that they can connect with you on? Yes. And please do reach out if you have questions, concerns, you just want to get have a talk with us about any of these topics more. We are at welcomingdawn.com. We have a Facebook page, Welcoming Dawn Midwifery. Wonderful. I think that gives people a few sources to connect with you. And Both of you, thank you so much for making time today. I mean, I know everyone has such busy schedules and it was amazing. And I'm grateful that you brought your son. He is a doll. I really appreciate you coming onto the show to help our listeners get one step closer to aligning ourselves, our highest self, the mental, physical, spiritual bodies. And to you, the listener, thank you so much for tuning in with us again this week. And I hope that you have a wonderful, magical day. And let's make this your very best week ever. This episode has been brought to you by Chocolate Covered Toffee.